Welcome to What Do You Need to Know About God in Today's World. Today, we want to discuss what you need to know about God, blacks, and law enforcement, as there have been a number of incidences of police shootings of minorities with protests, riots, and violence erupting. I think it's imperative that we analyze the situation and try to come up with solutions because our objective is to save lives and create an atmosphere of mutual respect between minorities and the police, because anything less than that is perilous for our country. Then we will discuss God's view on this issue. To solve any problem, you have to address root causes and not symptoms. For example, if your children are constantly fighting and you punish them after the fact, but you never address the root causes, you're addressing the symptoms. Also, if you only address the role of one of the children in contributing to the fight, you're also only addressing a symptom and not a root cause. So to solve a problem, you have to focus on every aspect of that problem, determine root causes, and then devise solutions to remedy the situation. That's the approach I want to take to try to help us minimize the occurrences of these tragic shootings and deaths and save lives. So let's look at some root causes and offer solutions to this malady that we are facing. To begin with, I believe the mainstream media plays a huge role in this problem because their reporting causes, agitates, and escalates the tension between minorities and the police. Their 24-7 narrative and coverage repetitively claims that racism is the cause of all of today's ills in this country. According to them, it's the cause of poverty, disparity, inner-city blight, even climate change, etc. None of which is true because many variables contribute to all of these conditions. These people know there is no systemic racism in America, so they have to fabricate it. So they pit blacks against whites and black and brown against the police, and they demonize the police as white supremacist villains who are randomly targeting black and brown people to kill them. In reporting these tragic incidences, they rarely give the full context, and they make sure that they portray the police as the enemy of minorities long before all of the facts are even in knowing that such cases deserve investigations to take place without being tried in the media. To exacerbate the problem, in melodramatic fashion, they purposely spotlight these high-profile police shootings and then urge blacks to hate, resist, argue with, flee, or even attack the police, and many even encourage the violent protesting and looting. The irony is they claim they are trying to prevent lawlessness all the while they are encouraging and defending it. This is all totally irresponsible and unhealthy, first because it comes from a false narrative, and second because it inflames and intensifies the situation between the police and blacks and creates a cyclical pattern as the media relentlessly search out these type of shootings and incessantly report these cases in their hyperbolic mannerisms. Suffice it to say, this type of incendiary behavior is off the chart destructive and counterproductive in any way to solving the problem. Furthermore, if they were concerned about black lives, there would also be balanced coverage of the huge crime wave in black neighborhoods, which is spiking daily in places like Baltimore, New York, Chicago, LA, and DC, where blacks are killing each other in record numbers and criminals with no bail are being immediately released to commit more crime back in these neighborhoods. With even babies being killed and elected officials being virtually absent to address these situations, 
And most of these officials are Democrats and minorities, and they are failing our youth more than any police. But what reporting do these cases get in the media? Crickets. There is no reporting on this type of killing or scrolling of names because it does not fit into their narrative of a racist America and police. Do you know that statistics report that in 2019, there were only 235 incidences of cops killing blacks, 12 unarmed, versus 6,500 incidences of black homicides. Both of these type incidences deserve reporting because all of these lost lives are precious. Yet their reporting is unbalanced, focused solely on those killed by police because it fits their narrative and allows them to advocate and push their ultimate agenda, which is to completely reform and overhaul policing in the country, calling for defunding. They also unload their histrionics of racism on their audience to drive up their ratings and for profits, even if it stirs up hatred, division, violence, and anarchy in the country. It is rare to find a true journalist in mainstream media these days, because most are activists seeking to arouse and manipulate the public to push their elitist agendas and make the public their pawns and puppets, all the while deliberately keeping them ignorant to the news which they no longer report. For example, while they have the entire country in an uproar, fixated on their claims of systemic racism, police brutality, or climate change, our political enemies, China and Russia, are becoming more aggressive and building up their military might and technology to rival America's. Iran has been given the go-ahead to increase its uranium production, making it more of a nuclear threat as well. As all of these countries strive for global dominance to infringe on our sovereignty, and most are excelling us academically, it's apparent that we have major external threats mounting daily. Not to mention the horrible border crisis that benefits the cartel's drug smuggling and human trafficking rings and places unaccompanied children in danger and promotes illegal crossings of thousands of unvetted people into the country, which has already negatively impacted border states, but will impact all of us here in America very soon. And these people will end up in your neighborhood and certainly not of elites, the media, and politicians. So while our world is becoming more and more dangerous and unpredictable, the media is dividing us in the country along racial, political, and socioeconomic lines, distracting our attention from the crucial real-world problems we face because no one appears to be truly interested in solving them. That's why I think the media is doing a great disservice to this country, and we should all be concerned. My advice and solution for this root cause is for the media to become real unbiased journalists, and if not, blacks and minorities and all should decline to watch or read mainstream media because they are not about trying to solve these problems, but are exploiting the situation for their own personal gains. Now let's discuss the dynamics and root causes of these shootings as it involves minorities and the police. We'll look at each component of the problem, beginning with that of minorities. First of all, we need to recognize that the job of our law enforcement is to address any type of crime, be it misdemeanor or more serious. Now, unfortunately, 
blacks disproportionately commis- commit most crimes. Statistics shows that although blacks make up 13% of the population, they commit approximately 50% in upward of the crime. So contrary to what the media is espousing, the police are not just hunting black people down in the streets, but these high encounters with police occur because blacks are committing much of the crime. And if you research many of these unfortunate shootings, most were preceded by some type of violation or criminal activity. Now, I'm not trying to litigate these cases because every one of them is different and need to be examined and treated differently, depending on all the facts and not just blanketly placed under a category of racist police brutality with calls for violent uprisings. My objective is to help save lives by looking at these root causes. And one of the root causes is the fact that in a majority of these situations, a crime or violation has been committed and the police have to address it, which is their duty. So an obvious solution to minimize these encounters and save lives is to train our kids to be law-abiding and refrain from a crime no matter how petty. Because this reduces or possibly eliminates our police encounters. Law-abiding citizens have few to no encounters with the police. And it is self-defeating and a travesty to ignore such facts in these killings because then they will continue to multiply. It's also irrational and a travesty to condone or encourage violence or make light of it as some adults do, be it our kids brutally fighting and attacking each other with knives and then labeling that as schoolyard fights, or brutally attacking the police as they are performing their jobs, or attacking ordinary citizens during protests. All of this is criminal activity, and mixed messaging only fuels the flames of these crimes. What we need is rational voices pushing to reduce crime in our communities, because in the process, these potentially deadly encounters with police will automatically decline. Which brings me to another root cause that needs to be addressed to minimize these deadly occurrences. And that is that we must train our children to comply with and respect the police. Even if they think the offense is trivial or if it's just a traffic stop or they think they've been detained unjustly. You see, we have given the police the authority to detain and arrest people and help maintain law and order in our streets. And it requires our cooperation to facilitate this process. So no matter our race, we should insist that everyone be compliant with the requests and commands of police. Because compliance does work, but resisting, arguing, fleeing, attacking is what causes these occurrences to escalate into deadly shootings. You know, in a classroom, if a student misbehaves, the proper authority comes to remove the student. If that student complies and leaves with the authority, there is little likelihood of anything harmful happening to him. But the moment that student resists or refuses to comply or becomes combative, the situation is destined to escalate as the student is forcibly removed, which increases the chance of bodily injury or harm to the student or the authority. It is the same when it comes to these police encounters. We all need to comply with the police to decrease the chances of circumstances evolving into dangerous situations. That's why it's totally reckless for the media, politicians, or anyone to incite and encourage blacks to be confrontational 
and argumentative with the police because emboldening them to resist could possibly result in a loss of life. And I challenge the media, politicians, sports figures, and the lawyers and groups who are raking in money from racial grievances to employ blacks and minorities to be compliant and respectful in police encounters. And if they feel wrong, then address the situation appropriately at a later date and time, because that way they are more likely to go home alive. So we cannot possibly solve this problem by simply focusing on one side and saying that the problem is the police, yet ignore all of the facts in these situations. We must look at how every part contributes to the problem and committing crimes and being non-compliant in these encounters are factors to be addressed. Now let's discuss the other side of this issue which deals with the police. First, we do need to respect our police because they are the first line of defense when it comes to dealing with crime. But these are people who put their lives on the line every day, addressing potentially dangerous situations all day. And any situation can go from zero to 100 in a few seconds because they must make split-second decisions as they protect their own lives while trying to spare the lives of those whom they encounter or detain and innocent bystanders. Now, as a whole, our law enforcement is dedicated to performing its duties legally and appropriately and without prejudice, even though there may be a small percentage who are racially biased. But to that percentage, we make it clear that anyone who pursues a career in law enforcement need to commit to valuing the life of every individual, regardless of race. Then too, as in any profession, you have some bad cops. And again, we make it clear those bad cops need to be weeded out. Also, any police who unjustly kills someone, we make it clear they need to be held accountable through the justice system and not mobs. But as we make critical assessment of our law enforcement under our judgmental microscope of them, we need to understand that it is impossible for the police to perform with perfection 100% of the time, and sometimes they will make egregious mistakes. But the majority of the time they do get it right, and we need to applaud their efforts. And in those instances when it is not done properly, we need to allow the process to take its legal course because it's wrong to demonize all police because of the acts of a few. And we need to stop prosecuting these cases in the media and armchair quarterbacking because none of us are standing in their place at the time these crimes are occurring. Let's be frank, every aspect of the job of law enforcement involves inherent imminent danger as we call them to defuse our potential threats and crimes committed. So for public safety's sake, we need to stop vilifying the police and encouraging violence against them and drawing a wedge between them and minorities because they are putting their lives on the line for all of us running to danger that we are all fleeing. And it's also not advantageous or helpful to demand defunding, dismantling, and reimagining policing, calling for the federal government to have oversight over law enforcement of the entire country. That's detrimental because it could hamper policing in local communities with bureaucracy, just as is currently happening with ICE. 
any reforms should remain at the local level of these minority communities to address their specific needs and requirements, and all reforms should exclude defunding because minority communities want and need more policing, not less. Because while these radical elites and politicians are calling for defunding the police and stripping you of your protection, and are willing to send out social workers to you instead of police, they are surrounding themselves with their own security police and detail. The majority of the people are pro-police, and the overwhelming consensus is that we need to support them, not attack them, or immediately release violent criminals back into the streets, making their job more difficult and minority neighborhoods less safe. Instead, we need to provide them with all the necessary tools to be the best at their jobs. We need to continue to equip them with body cams so every detail of an event can be captured and with non-lethal weapons as options for de-escalation and with more training. And let's help foster good relationships and demand mutual respect between the police and the communities that they serve, helping them recognize they each share have a shared interest in constructing safe communities. This is where the adults, political leaders, and the church can all play a huge role in helping the police and the residents establish a positive rapport with one another. Yes, policing is a hard job, and yes, living in the inner city neighborhoods is also a hard challenge for our children. So our goal should be to create communities that do not promote or tolerate crime, violence, and homicides, but are safe environments for the citizens. An admirable and accomplishable goal if we stop ignoring the many factors related to minorities and crime and police, which includes absent fathers, lax parenting, poor education, and neglect of local elected officials to take the lead in addressing crime in their areas. We must all roll up our sleeves and actively implement constructive solutions that will make a real difference in these neighborhoods with long-standing social economic issues, no matter how difficult. Now, what does God's word say about this topic? Well, in short, scriptures all say the same thing. Obey those in authority over you. Romans 13.1 says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Titus 3.1 says, be subject and obedient to rulers, authorities, and human institutions, and ready to do whatever is good. Jesus said in Mark 12.17, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and to God the things that are God's. God commands us to obey all authorities, God, our parents, the police, and our government when they are in line with God's word. Because disobeying is what causes societal breakdown, discord, and anarchy. And according to 1 Corinthians 14.33, God is not a God of anarchy and disorder, but of order and peace. So God is for peaceful protests, but not violence, intimidation tactics, looting, stealing, and destruction of property and businesses. Because it's not okay to loot, steal, and destroy just because our neighborhoods are plagued with problems and then call it justice. It is not. It is a sense of self-entitlement and it is a prelude to anarchy. And it doesn't solve our problems but makes conditions worse. We need to take note that the civil rights we achieved during the 1960s protests was not through violence 
but through nonviolent and peaceful means. And if we want real transformation in our communities, we must be compelled to stop blaming our issues totally on society and racism and looking to the government to be our savior. And we must elect officials that will make a difference and not just offer us free stuff or patronize us. So yes, we can reverse these situations if we look internally and value our God, Jesus Christ, who is our true and real savior, who demands that we all value life, obeying the law, operate with a sense of decency, and value this great country he has given us. Because America is not systemically racist, because God did not create us with inherent racial bias, and we were improving in all of our race relations until many elites and radicals decided that racism could be used to advance their socialist goals. And in the same breath that they are criticizing Jim Crow days, they are recreating and taking the country backwards to those Jim Crow days. Instead, let's stop injecting race into every aspect of our lives, which now includes our military. And rather than leading with the racist premises, let's lead with this premise that most people are good, decent people and most cops are good, decent cops. Therefore, finally, to he who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit says. Let's continue to see people as God sees them, not through skin color, but as human beings. And let's heed God's word to discipline ourselves to submit to, obey, and respect all authorities, beginning with God, who is our ultimate authority, because we must have a right relationship with Christ before we can truly have a right relationship and right heart towards our fellow man. Lord, give us all a desire to love and value all life, as you love and value all life, so that we might live peaceably on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen.